Tej, welcome, brother. We're just going to uh, give us just a little bit of time for people to come in. Let me see, make you a, see if I can make you a speaker here. What's up, everybody? We're just going to give this just a, a couple minutes to let people pay to, to come in. And uh, nice to see some people. Carlos, welcome. j Ra, welcome. Dusty, welcome, of course. We'll be starting in just a second. Hey, uh, Todd, can you hear me okay? Hear you perfectly, brother. Awesome. This is my first Twitter spaces. Awesome. Mine too. I'm just kidding. <laughs> awesome, man. We'll start in just a second. So, uh, uh, somebody's muting me, but that's okay. Is that you? <laughs> Who's doing that? Uh, uh, so, Tej, um, uh, I'll do a brief intro here in just a minute, and uh, and then we'll just jump into nice casual conversation. Um, I'll do. I have a couple of announcements, but it'll be quick. Great. Awesome. Everybody, J. Ra, Dusty, Carlos, do us a favor. Uh, we promoted this pretty heavy, so hopefully we have a good turnout. We'll see. Um, a lot of our audience is late night people, so they'll definitely be listening to the replay either way. Um, but uh, do us a favor and share it, and we'll see if we can get more people in here live because it's always good to see if people want to ask questions. Heroes, welcome. What's up? What's up? We're getting ready here in just a minute. We're going to give it just another two or three minutes just to let people kind of walk in the door and then uh, we'll get started. And uh, we have some, some uh, good giveaways coming tonight. So if you are interested, stick around and we'll be giving away a free NFT or an autographed uh, Adult Fantasy NFT as well. We shall see. Welcome, welcome. If you're just joining us, we're just going to give it another minute or so just to let a couple more people come in. Uh, and then we're just going to get started here in like one minute. Right on, right on. Coffee, welcome. Good to see you. Sunny days. What's up? How you doing? Welcome. Thank you for showing up. It's going to be good tonight. There's a special, a special uh, evening alpha. All right. So while people are coming in, I'll go ahead and uh, I'm going to do just a little bit of an intro so people kind of know what's up. Um, get one more minute here. Opportunist, welcome. Get situated, grab a seat. All right, everybody, let's get the show on the road. So welcome, welcome, welcome to a very special edition of Evening Alpha. Uh, I am your host, Todd Wanish. 
if you don't know what Evening Alpha is, it is a uh, nightly uh, chat. It's a kind of like a fireside chat where we discuss all the news uh, and entertainment in NFTs going on today. It's, it's a, we talk about all of the alpha, everything coming in uh, to the space. What makes Evening Alpha a little bit different than other YouTube shows, because we stream live on YouTube every night, uh, is that I'm not necessarily a YouTuber, although I guess by default I am now. Um, my background is in startups and in technology. I've done uh, a tremendous amount of advising and mentorship for a number of startups uh, and launched several of my own. I'm a serial entrepreneur. So the insight that I try to provide is from the perspective of someone who is creating and building uh, actively in the NFT space. So you know, we don't pump things. We don't talk about the five greatest NFTs this week. Like it's really about a deep dive into the news as best we can uh, to really see where the market's headed, to where, really see where the space is headed, because we're all um, at the very beginning of, a, of an adoption curve and we're all early. Um, and it's pretty important for us to figure this stuff out. Um, in, in terms of what my project is, uh, I'm the founder of a project called Adult Fantasy NFT. It's designed by a team of industry veterans from Marvel Entertainment, Cartoon Network and Adult Swim. And Adult, Swim, uh, Adult Fantasy pairs its community members, who we affectionately call adults, with world-class storytellers to develop prominent Web3 character franchises for utilization, entertainment, licensing, and publishing. Um, Adult Fantasy, you can think of it as uh, Venture Brothers meets uh, 90s X-Men. So it's both a parody and a love letter to the random absurd wackiness of 20th century pop culture. Uh, we're, we're pretty self-deprecating and have a lot of fun doing it. Uh, and I think that's one of the things that makes us uh, very, very special. Um, tonight, we have a really special guest, um, a good friend of mine and someone that I admire greatly, uh, uh, Tej Paul Bathia. And uh, Tej is the Chief Revenue Officer at Axiom Space. Uh, yeah, this is the same Axiom Space that you might have heard of. Uh, they just sent a bunch of civilians to the space station, which is pretty amazing. Uh, Tej has worked with C-suite executives at Fortune 100 corporations and has 25 years of startup and strategic leadership experience at some of the world's biggest companies. Uh, welcome, Tej. Thanks for having me, Todd. Hello, yeah, everyone. man. I am, I am super excited about this. Um, uh, I'm curious, uh, can you just briefly like, tell us a little bit about Axiom? I think the concept is amazing, and, I, and when I tell people about it, uh, I don't think they believe me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. You know, I, I, I sometimes don't believe it myself. Um, Axiom Space is building uh, the first commercial space station. Um, and what that means is in 2024, our first module will dock onto the International Space Station. Uh, and then every six months or so, we will add more modules, kind of like Lego pieces, onto our um, station, which will still be docked to the International Space Station. And then in 2030, when the ISS is decommissioned, which means the 15 countries that have been supporting it stop uh, funding it, uh, will detach, the ISS will deorbit, uh, and then Axiom will be a uh, freestanding station uh, in low Earth orbit. And leading up to that 2024 date when our first uh, module docks, we have four what we call precursor missions. Basically, I wouldn't even call them proof of, proofs of concept, but uh, missions that go up uh, leading up to our first module. And the first one, AX1, um, went up last Friday. So two Fridays ago, uh, and our crew is still up there. Uh, they'll be coming back this week. And 
it was the first ever all civilian crew uh, to visit, uh, to live and work on uh, the ISS. That's so cool, man. Like, I'm, I'm really curious. Like, it's such a big vision company. And, you know, I know, like, I'm, I'm assuming that, that is, this, is this kind of like the goal of Axiom to not just revolutionize, revolutionize space travel, but eventually to, to allow more of like a civilian travel? Is that something you can talk to? Yeah, you know, um, you kind of hit the right words uh, in there. Uh, kind of the long-term vision and uh, mission is uh, civilization uh, in space. Uh, humans living, working, and thriving um, in space and, you know, beyond. Uh, so to get there is still, you know, several steps. And the team that founded Axiom uh, is made up of the people that ran the International Space Station, uh, literally. Like the program manager, program director of the ISS is our CEO, Mike Suffredini. Uh, and we have legends from... Uh, the NASA world on our staff, and we have a handful of astronauts on our staff as well. Um, it is literally the the who's who of space. Uh, and then now you layer on people like me uh, with a startup background, technology background, and other business-minded folks. And really the play is how do we get to that vision? And it's definitely not happening overnight. Um, it will be a series of transitions, but they have to be like, huge inflection points if we're going to get there uh, in a reasonable amount of time. So out of curiosity, with such a big vision, especially since it's off planet, <laughs> like it's not many companies you have that are like, yeah, our vision's you know, bigger than the globe. What, what brought you and Axiom to NFTs and Web3? Great question. Um, and I will say you did, Todd. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Thank uh, no, you. But, it, but it, if, if you recall, and I see uh, Ryan Kreiser, a friend of mine and uh, uh, investor, uh, fellow investor in Axiom with me, is on the call. We've been working a lot with our project that we recent, uh, recently launched. But if you recall, I called you, Todd, on Christmas Eve. And a lot of people had been coming to me uh, as chief revenue officer of Axiom so you got to do something with NFTs, NFTs, NFTs. And those three letters became pretty much bad words in the company. Nobody wanted to hear about it. It seemed gimmicky. Um, I was skeptical. I would say, you know, more scared than skeptical. Like, am I really going to launch my first Web3 project um, in this job that I can't even believe that I have? Uh, that is such high stakes and such huge vision and and is this really what I want to do? And I had given myself um, till the end of the year, end of 21, 21, to decide if we were going to do it. And deciding if we were going to do it was, first of all, can we even do it right? Can we get the right partners? Are we not going to embarrass ourselves? And again, we got you know several people coming to us and saying we should do it and that you should do it turned into proposals and people wanted to partner with us and very big names not just in the crypto space, but in the kind of mainstream space and in the space space uh, coming behind to support this. And I was, you know, emotionally torn because I was still worried that I would, wouldn't be able to do this right. And I'm still worried about that. But you were my first call, Todd. And I'm like, is this real, these names? And I think I mentioned some of them to you under Friend DA. Maybe we actually even signed a real NDA. 
but uh, was like, hey, this sounds very legit, legit, and I would be remiss if I don't do this. If I don't even try, I'd be missing a historic opportunity. And we decided, literally, um, right around that time, your call uh, and mine, and then soon after, I talked to a couple of other executives in our company and advisors, and we said, we're going to go for it. And here we are a few months later, and you know, we went live on um april 8th when the, when the mission launched so literally when the rocket went up our marketplace opened up it's nft.axiomspace.com uh and then yesterday i think we launched our first three nfts that were minted from the station uh and then tomorrow we'll be doing the fourth and then at splashdown that's when the astronauts return we'll have another series of editions of the artwork that will go live then so I, I, I certainly appreciate the hat tip, brother. And um, I mean, and you know this, uh, this is going to get all mushy here for a second. But, um, you know, we've known each other for a while. And you, as an entrepreneur or someone, um, when, when anybody asks me who I admire that I know in my network as, as an entrepreneur, you are always at the top of the list, brother. Like you have, you've always had a drive and a dedication and a determination that I've always admired. So um, when we talked about it, uh, I didn't have any doubt that if you decided to do it, you would do it. And your the team has got it, just full credit and 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 just reward and and bowing down to the team that created the NFT itself and the launch because it's a beautiful launch. You you spun it out super quick, uh, and they should be commended because everybody on the team should be commended because it's a fantastic looking drop. It looks amazing, and I also love how you just kind of gloss over the fact that you let me let me see if i got this right you casually dropped this mention of uh you minted an nft from space yeah well first of all thank you for that uh honoring me that way uh i feel the same way about you and it's now that i'm thinking about it i remember when we first met uh, as founders you told a story about you being an artist and if you don't mind me saying you being homeless for a while and you creating your first actual startup, which if I recall was like a virtual art gallery or a, or, or a marketplace or a platform to, to enable that, which is kind of full circle that we come back to this point. Um, and then I know you were pretty much an early adopter in, in the Web3 space, and that's obviously why I called you. Um, but yeah, the minting from space. So yes, the platform is beautiful. Um, we, our first test was we created a patch, an Axiom patch, uh, that you can buy. It's $20. Um, there's a couple of, I guess, innovative things about it. Uh, we are targeting that overlap of the crypto uh, community and the um, space community. And we know for many of them, it'll be their first NFT. Uh, so we have built this on a Shopify platform and people can purchase uh, using Apple Pay, Fiat credit card, not the four um, auction uh, NFTs mean that are be auctioned, the ones that were minted on space, those are uh, on Ethereum. But for everything else, we wanted to make it as easy as possible for people to purchase their first NFT. Uh, and, you know, we saw that first one selling. We haven't done any really promotion around this. We're like, oh, this is working. And then we did two, I guess, premium editions, uh, one at 500, one at 5,000. And they both sold out very quickly. So we're like, okay, we're on to something. And the auction for these four NFTs minted from space, they'll, it'll be open for seven days uh, and we'll push it and we'll promote it and we'll try to, you know, get um, a good return, I guess, if you want to think of it financially, 
But in terms of the win, the success for me um, is the fact that it happened. Uh, and, you know, as, as a startup founder, normally I'd be like that it, it launched and, you know, nothing bad happened. That, of course, is a success. But to that point that you're saying I glossed over, yes, they were minted from space. Our commander um, last week um, did his activity. This is the NFT that will go live tomorrow, uh, the fourth one um, in this auction. And he did his activity in the cupola uh, on the ISS, and he visited our website and uh, initiated the first mint from space, recorded and documented it. And we, I was sitting in mission control when the activity was happening, and I saw the, the trigger on the back end. For, <laughs> so cool. For, for, pretty cool to see. But the actual technology, I mean, of course, the, the NFT and the minting, that technology is, is, is very fascinating. But the technical solution we came up with was actually very simple and had to be very simple because kind of the big innovation here is the fact that we were allowed to do it. Right. So it's, it's, remember, we're talking about the International Space Station. Uh, we're not just talking about going up to some private place and doing whatever we want. It is deadly serious business, right? And it's this government business. And historically, there's been no public-private partnership of this magnitude ever. Wow. So... Yes, it is like the first NFT from the station and the commander minted it, but the order of magnitude of, of the historical nature of this, it doesn't matter what money this makes. We've already done that. And, and I, think, I think we've we've opened up the door for many other companies to do it in the future. Yeah, I think I think you hit on a good point. And I think that's something for um people in web three and people who are in NFTs and people on this call or people who are listening to the replay to consider. Um, especially in, in our space, in, you know, with, with Web3 and NFTs, you know, outside of, outside of um, uh, you know, th there's so many things that determine a collection and whether a collection has value and utility. Um, but the core thing that has stood the test of time so far, even though it's a, a, a kind of a, an infant in, you know, medium, uh, is the historic nature of anything that you do. And I think the fact that you and Axiom had to come, come overcome so many obstacles to even make this happen, let alone have it be the first, you know, it's almost like saying, Hey, it's the first NFT minted from space is the starting point to a much bigger story. Um, that, that when told really hammers home how special this NFT is. Um, because really the NFT represents, it's a representation of a moment in time. Um, and, and a first milestone, uh, for what you guys are doing. You know what I mean? Like it's, an, it's an incredible victory, um, not just to launch an NFT and not just to have it sell out and not just to have the, 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 the website look good and, and the NFT look good. Um, but to, but to, it's a, NFTs seem to sometimes, especially historic NFTs have a symbolic, iconic, um, representation about them and i think and i think the axiom drop has that especially when you hear the story and and what you guys have actually accomplished right yeah you know there's a couple of things you said in there that really stuck with me one is and i haven't thought of nfts this way you know you and i and a couple of our friends from the startup leadership program uh who i think are on this right now uh had a call uh, a few weeks ago and kind of defining what an nft is and i I took some of that language and I, that's how I explain it to people. 
uh, now when I talk about our product, you just said it in a way that I've never been heard or that I've never heard before, which is it's a marker, right? It's a marker for a moment in time. And actually, the other time I've heard someone use that uh, phrasing is around tattoos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like when you get a tattoo, right. it's not so much about what it symbolizes or what you remember or what you're showing up, but it is how you felt at the moment when you got it. And that's why, you know, it, it, it's forever. And I, I like that analogy. The other two things that you said it, that stuck with me are um, this is the start, right? Yes, it's a big accomplishment and the hurdles, I can't even talk about them. Like literally, I'm not allowed to legally allowed to talk about them, <laughs> right, but yeah. it, I'm talking um, the night before the rocket launched was when we found out we got to go. Wow. So like, I think we would have done something anyway, but just the historic fact, like the learning, even if we got a no that night, the learning would have been phenomenal. The fact that we got a yes, I just was not expecting that. And that's amazing. But to your point, we're at the, we're just at the starting line. Um, And then the third thing you said, which brings me back to our startup days, you and I um, have been with many founders on whiteboards and treating a startup experience like um, uh, an experiment. And this NFT project for us is one of many experiments. And the hope here is that it's successful. And like I said, it's already um, successful in my opinion, but it is generating value. And this is value that I can store forward. And what I'm trying to do with my mission as chief revenue officer is identify other business models, non-traditional business models, kind of like what the internet um, has done in the last 20 years. But what are these exponential business models that will facilitate and subsidize and make it possible for everyone? And this is kind of when you described what Axiom is to have access to space. And it's not going to come from lowering the cost of space flight. It's not going to come from, hey, enough people do it and then eventually it's affordable. If it's going to happen in our lifetime, if it's going to happen in my career or in this venture horizon for our investors at Axiom, it's going to come from transformational, exponential business models. And could this be one? Maybe. Uh, And if we hadn't tried, we would never know. Um, But we've got that starting point. We validated several things. And I think it's just all, you know, um, upwards from here. For sure. And I think I think you what you are heading towards, especially with um, uh, realizations in the space, uh, like overall with the NFT space, um, I think one of the interesting things is that, you know, with former missions to outer space and to the moon and other planets, the the Land Rovers would always bring out, bring back rocks and samples and all, and eventually all of this stuff or a majority of it um, ends up coming to auction. And the, um, it's a way for us normies to own a piece of outer space, right? You, you, it's not just buying a piece of a rock and it's not just buying a moon rock. It's buying a piece of the story of that entire time period, right? It's about, it's about the, the land landing or it's about the Apollo or, or whatever. Like it's, you're, you're able to own or capture a piece of that story. And I think what you're doing now and what Axiom is doing now with the NFTs is allowing a new generation to do the same thing in a more decentralized and a more community, you know, participate in a bigger way. Does that make sense? 
it, ma- it makes perfect sense. So it's like, um, yes, you can own a piece of it. You can be a part of it. But the, the key here with this is that community, uh, that this is now everyone can participate in this way. And for us, it's digital art right now, and it it's makes sense, and we were able to um, accomplish it. But between you know this mission and the next four missions till our station comes up, I'm hoping we you know get a lot more people involved and come up with a lot more uh, innovative ways to have more and more people participate, but also create more value. So participation isn't just owning a piece of it, but it's actually, you know, actively participating maybe in the beginning with education and STEM outreach to actually participating in the science Mm -hmm. experiments to actually flying and traveling and living and working in space all I won't even say within our lifetime. I'm I'm saying within this decade uh, and part of the next one. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you, do you mind if we open it up a little bit to uh, the floor if anybody in the panel wants to ask questions? Yeah, go for it. Um, if anybody wants to ask a question, raise your hand. Uh, do what you can do, and I'll see if I can like you know uh, figure out how to use Twitter and get you up here. <laughs> but feel free. Uh, I think uh, uh, I think carrots had a question, so I'm going to put them on the spot. Carrots, you want to you want to join? Let me invite you to speak if you want to. No pressure, brother. Give him a minute. Um, in the meantime, while we're waiting for that, uh, I do want to say I'll take a little bit of a station break here while we're waiting for people if they want to pop in or pop out or whatever. Um, that we have a very special giveaway announcement tonight, um, and that is we are uh, if. Here's the rules. I'm just going to give it to everybody. Here are the rules. It's a very special giveaway. If you DM Dusty Sky, who's on this call, is you can click on his little penguin icon and go to his Twitter feed, or you can just hit him up at Happy Penguin NFT. If you enter in your wallet ID uh, and which adult fantasy card you want signed, and I mean autographed, because we've invented new technology we're debuting tonight, which is that we have the ability to sign NFTs, uh, which is Awesome. I'm, I'm very excited about this. Um, if you let him know at Happy Penguin NFT, Dusty Sky, which adult fantasy card you want signed, or you let him know that you don't have an adult fantasy NFT and you would like to win one, uh, we will make that happen. We're going to choose a few winners. We'll post the winners in our Discord after the AMA is over via live streaming drawing thing. Uh, and if you want to know where our Discord is and how to find out if you won, you can find the link to the Discord in my bio or by visiting adultfantasy.io. It is a cartoon and animation. uh, We're basically going after Marvel uh, and the Marvel Universe. So uh, don't be fooled by the name. Uh, We're just nerd porn, nothing worse. (laughs) So it's it's, it's pretty fun. So um, if anybody has any questions, feel free to raise your hand. I will try to do my best to see if I can find you. If not, we'll just continue talking. Um, So Tej, what... What are you thinking for the future? Well, let me ask you this. Before we talk about the future, you have, um, I was looking at the site and um, you have an amazing artist doing this piece, dude. Like you have a one-of-one Spacewalker NFT. That's an auction, right? That's correct. It's by an artist named Michael Kagan, uh, New York artist, Brooklyn-based. He is known for the Spacewalker um, sculpture. He's also got other paintings that he's done. And it's not just a um, 
3D, it's actually augmented reality. So if you go to the site and play with it right now, you can see you can just put it in any room. Uh, and his uh, his art uh, is representing the Axiom NFT uh, from the mission, the one that was minted from space. And the other three, there's one from one of the astronauts, Mark Pathy, another one from Aton Stibbe, and then one from the one coming tomorrow is from our commander, uh, Michael Lopez Alegria. And these are, so you're doing multiple. Yeah, with four, four that will be minted, uh, four that are, have been minted from space. One of the four is actually made in space. So it's a, a photograph from there. The other three were all here done on earth. And then at splashdown, this is when the um, astronauts come back. There'll be several editions of these four that will come out. Awesome. And so after now, is this, what happens next? So we, let's say the spacewalker, um, you know, piece is over and it goes to a lucky winner and, and these, these other pieces go, are you, is Axiom planning on continuing this with, with a splashdown or with future things? Is that something you can talk about? Yeah. Um, I, I can pretty comfortably say now, yes, this will continue. This will be our marketplace. Um, you know, we've treated it like a project. Uh, internally, I have put a program manager on it. I can see this already from the numbers that it's generated without any promotion. Uh, that will need some sort of business lead on this and someone will run this. Uh, and the expectation is to grow it and build it moving forward. Um, I don't know if you recall, uh, but when I was saying, you know, we had several uh, parties come to us to do something together. We had several major, major, major uh, digital artists um, and uh, NFT platforms uh, mm. to come. And it was amazing that we had that kind of love. And this, you know, you can imagine um, us working with the government trying to get this through. Some things were just a little too big uh, and probably rightfully so in the sense too big for us doing this for the first time. Uh, but the fact that we were able to pull this off, I think is going to open this up significantly. And I think a lot of those players that wanted to participate uh, will definitely have the opportunity to participate. So I think there'll be many, many more missions going to space, many more things uh, about just space commercialization. And we will definitely work with artists uh, and agencies and individuals to do more. Awesome. I can't wait to be in space. <laughs> nice. <laughs> No, I, I will tell you though. I think you planted a, a brilliant flag because, um, you know, I've I've watched. You know, I, I try to keep my finger on the pulse of this, and and this, and I'm sure you know now. Like the NFT space is, you know, there's a <laughs> there's a joke, uh, a running joke in the NFT space where it's like, you know, I'll, I'll I'm gonna take a, you know, I'm gonna take an extended break from Twitter. I'll be back in two minutes. You know, like it's it's the NFT time is much faster than regular time and and launching an nft project or or being in charge of one um is like a web 2.0 startup on on acid it's it's so much faster and so much more intense and uh, just since our original conversation um i mean i i believe i've seen maybe two or three different uh, major plays to launch nfts in space or to um, work in the in space. Um, my former, in fact, my former one of my former uh, employers, uh, Jeff Coons, he's doing a, an art piece on the moon now. Um, he's going to be launching an artwork into space and turning it into an NFT. 
So it's it's really interesting that all of a sudden, uh, and maybe you know maybe you guys were the catalyst. I have to believe you were because I think you were the first, which again brings more attention to the NFT as a as a first uh, from a historic perspective. But I think it really does seem now like there's there's a a movement, uh, and not a small movement because it, this is not something that is easy or simple to do uh, to really tie in, um, you know. <laughs> you know, extraterrestrial NFTs. I mean, it's really incredible to see that it's not something I would have ever, after having a conversation with you about this when, when you were first thinking about this, I never would have thought that this would be like an extended thing beyond maybe your company, right? Like the fact that there's there are now players in the space who are looking to do things with this in this way through rocket, literal rocket technology uh, is mind blowing, you know? Yeah, you know, um, I was going to bring up your former employer as well. Um, that uh, is very cool, right? He's sending physical art uh, to the moon. Uh, I did know about it. Um, it's through a company called Intuitive Machines. Uh, our chairman at Axiom is also the chairman at Intuitive Machines. Mm. Uh, so we, we have to be a little careful on, you know, working together, sharing this information. But yeah, we've been, we've been um, discussing it. Uh, yeah, I think that project is uh, pretty amazing. Man, so yeah, it's it's so it's. I, so here's my question for you. I, I as a and this is more, uh, a friend a friend question. I'm curious as someone who has now um, gone from I mean very rapidly gone from curious observer to project lead, um, rapid time. Uh, what are your what are your takeaways from the NFT space? And, and like now that you're in Web3, what I'm, I'm curious to know your insights or what you've learned or what you're curious about. Yeah, you know, there's a couple of insights I have here. A lot of it goes to my startup days as well. And a lot of it is my own self-awareness, um, not being a founder here at Axiom. Uh, one is to your point about the speed of change and the rate of change. Um, it is... It is very hard to understand. Um, and I, I know I've called out Ryan a few times uh, on this call. Him and I, when we were testing out uh, the first NFTs we put on the Axiom platform, remember I said we allow people to get through Apple Pay and credit card to make it easy. Uh, we were joking. We were actually on a plane together coming back from the launch, um, from the AX1 launch. And we realized that we know... Like we're novices, of course, like in, in the Web3 space, but we know just enough that it was that much harder for us, right? right. So like, we, like it was, it's almost better, if, like at least with our platform, if you don't know anything and you're buying your first NFT using Apple Pay, right? And then you'll figure it out. Or if you know what you're doing and, um, and even then, like it's still complicated. It's very clunky um, and there's no perfect solution. And this is where I was saying, going back to my startup days, is back with Web 1.0 and 2.0, um, still you'd launch a product and it would be far from perfect and you'd be embarrassed and you'd iterate. And like with this one, you literally like if, if you look, our platform's awesome. Like there's actually no technical issues, um, <laughs> but the rate of change is simply like, so we chose, um, so the, the four auction uh, NFTs are using Ethereum, but all the other ones are using Polygon. 
And the reason for using Polygon is that uh, lower gas fees, just we, again, going for that mainstream audience who might be buying their first NFT, they come in, they use fiat, uh, they don't have to be scared away, and then they'll figure out it gets added to a wallet. But the compatibility of Polygon with MetaMask or Coinbase is different. And it's just, it's, it's super, like, it was a very fast education for me. Mm. But even our reason for choosing Polygon was, okay, it solves those other problems. It's built on Ethereum. Um, what, whatever reasons you might choose. I didn't know any of this. The experts kind of gave me the pros and cons and we chose it. But some of the reasons we didn't choose Solana or other ones for was their integration with OpenSea or whatever. And all that stuff gets announced before you even go live <laughs> right. with the product. Right. Yeah. That, right. They just announced it like two days ago. Or yeah. So like you're... <laughs> We're, we're using information that literally is like real time to make a decision. But then like a second later, everything changes. Yeah. Um, so it's, and like, I'll give a shout out to our partners, this company called Kalos Labs uh, that built uh, the underlying platform and they're a startup as well. And again, I, uh, if you recall our call on Christmas Eve, there were some major, major players that were bidding to be our partner here. And we ended up choosing Kalos, knowing the risk that they're a startup. Um, and even then, for, for several reasons, they were the right partner. But I keep talking to the founder. Her name is Shari. And she's, she's great. She's doing really good customer management of me freaking out. Like, oh, my God, I just lost an NFT. Like, <laughs> what's, what's, what's the press going to think? What's the SEC going to think? You know, like that type of thing. But yeah. she keeps me calm. But I keep remembering that I was in her shoes. For 10 years right as a startup founder and this is so hard so i can't even imagine a startup founder in the web3 community you just have to be very adaptable yeah. which you have to be anyway as a startup founder and then the final piece this is a self-awareness piece don't read the twitter comments 100 percent. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah that's that, that, that's a quick lesson for sure man yeah I, i've learned i've learned everything moves so fast that I've learned to try to be a little slow. Um, and maybe some of that comes from experience. Maybe some of that is just, you know, hopium. Um, but really, I, I think, honestly, it just comes from experience. And that is, like, things move so fast. And so so many people on the, in the space are so used to jumping on the thing, whatever thing comes out, as fast as it comes out so they can ride the new wave of, press releases or, or news, they try to ride the news to a success and you can do that. But, you know, uh, it's, it's so new and everything is so fresh. And I mean, we're even pre failure, meaning like, you know, like this year, in my opinion, this year is the year of the Dow. And so I think you're going to see just a tremendous number of DAOs come out. I'm incredibly interested in Dow technology and, and, and the way Dow formation. Um, but, I'm I'm in a, a number of Dow Alpha groups, and you know publicly, like their language is strong and sturdy and confident. And behind closed doors, everyone doesn't know what the hell to do. Like everyone is just kind of winging it, and and it makes sense because it's so new. Um, but I think I think it sometimes, you know, I think you know you you did the right thing. I, I saw the you know when I was uh, going through the website when you sent me the nft.axiomspace.com and I saw that it was connected to uh, Shopify and people could pay in USD I thought it was a very smart move I, it made total sense to me um, I haven't actually gone through Spotify so I'm curious as how they convert USD to, to mint 
I guess it's polygon, so it's not really that that hard of a thing. Yeah. But you, it's you, but it's you just made a mistake that I've constantly been making. You what's that? Spot, you call it Spotify? Did I call it Spotify? Yeah, yeah. And I, I do it Shopify. Shopify. It's Shopify. But I do it all the time. This just shows you how fast things are moving. Right. So, some people don't even catch it because Shopify, Spotify, something. But the people who catch it don't even correct me. They're like, what's Spotify doing? Yeah. You know <laughs> Spotify, I mean? yeah, Spotify's shopping app. They're, uh... Yeah. Like, like they, they think I'm on the cutting edge. Like, holy crap, what's Spotify doing with it? Yeah, <laughs> Oh man! Uh, let's see. I think uh, uh, Dusty just hit me up. I think we've got some questions. Uh, Dusty, do you want to do you want to um, pop on and, and ask questions for people, or, or are people raising their hands? Hey, hey! I've got some questions for people. First, I just wanted to say, Tejpal, thank you for for spending time with us here. This is really a special experience for us. Um, all right, thank so I have, I have a very interesting question from Carrots. He was saying, I was following the AX1, AX1 launch with some friends, and this is so exciting. What are some of the research targets that Axiom is most looking forward to carrying out in the area of microgravity research, if you are allowed to say much? Yeah, sure. Um, outside of this research I'm doing on NFTs, uh, the crew... Uh, it's doing some pretty amazing experiments. Everything from um, cellular aging research, so that could be you know cancer research, uh, Alzheimer's research, um, to uh, pain um, mitigation uh, resolution uh, research. One of our astronauts actually uh, took up human cells, and there's a control group here down on earth and they're running experiments up there um they've done everything from uh, immunology agriculture uh as well as a lot of stem outreach and uh there's this one thing about holoportation which is kind of a hologram 3d ar vr type thing that uh, one of our astronauts did so uh the four astronauts going up um it's a huge list uh, hundreds of hours of what we call human tendered research where their bodies are, they're testing things, to, you know, providing samples as well as, uh, you know, dozens of experiments that they had, you know, each crew member had, I would say dozens of people on their teams um, uh, helping create the partnerships that they brought um Mayo Clinic, Cleveland Clinic, uh, uh, Children's Hospital, Montreal, McGill University, uh, and then out of Israel, they're calling it the Rakia mission. Um, so there's a ton of stuff. Uh, you know, personally, the ones that uh, are the most exciting for me that I think will have long-term value is the stuff around cellular aging. Uh, you'll hear people sometimes discuss it as like cancer research. Some people... Um, uh, discuss it in the terms of anti-aging, which are kind of one and the same, which I didn't know that before. I uh, just seemed impressed that I, I understood it. Um, but I think that that health uh, and longevity type of research that's being done up there is one that will benefit us down here the most. That's incredible. That's really cool. Um, I love that. I think that's such an important area of science and the fact that there are 
com- they're actually working on this now um, in conjunction with this launch is incredible. Um, I think, uh, Dusty, uh, I think we had a couple more questions. Yeah, so here's another one from Carrots. Um, this is a little more NFT related. Are there plans to roll out NFTs down the road for other future events like undocking from the ISS or other big events that may be planned? Yeah, so for this particular project, internally sometimes I call it a program because we have four different um, individuals and artists and multiple NFTs and additions. We've timed the program to launch, which was April 8th when we opened it up and we put just one patch to, you know, a few days into the mission to confirming when uh, Commander LA uh, initiated the mint uh, to the auction items that went up yesterday and the one that will go tomorrow uh, another series of nfts will come out at splashdown um the auction for the four one of ones will be open for seven days so that's i think april 26 is when it's going to close so that's after splashdown uh but the we do have other things planned after the mission but at splashdown there are another series of nfts that will be coming out from the the various crew members and Axiom. I absolutely see um, really cool ways to tie in uh, future NFT sales to launches. Like one of the things um, that I really got excited about when I saw the the, uh, NFT drop was that at certain levels of the NFT drop, you actually got to go and witness the launch. And I'm um, wondering, you know, I could I could see in a very easy way, and I, I'm just completely blue sky here because I don't have any clue as whether this is feasible or legal or what the bounding rules are. Um, but I think it would be amazing for uh, holders or um, or new buyers to be able to have access to live feeds or to private interviews or access. Um, uh, even to you guys, you know what I mean? Like, like giving, giving continued utility and being able to see future launches, even if it's through like a, just a live, a private live stream, um, that type of access, uh, I think is so special. And, you know, we, I think it's so interesting because I remember as a kid, I remember as a kid, you know, when, um, uh, when there were shuttle launches, you know, the class would kind of, be put on hold and the teacher would roll out a, you know, a television and turn on the, you know, cable TV or something. And I, you know, maybe it was C-SPAN and we would watch the shuttle go off into space. And I think, um, you know, I, I don't think we do so much of that anymore. And uh, which is crazy to me because the technology has gotten so yeah. good and, and we're so much more advanced. There, there's such, there is still such a, an awe, a natural awe, with seeing these giant machines rocket into space on missions, it, it still captivates people so much. I mean, er- everything from, from imagination and just daydream to popular culture that I think there's a real opportunity to, to bring everyday people in kind of like a behind the scenes way um, in, in a way that not only could we have never done before, uh, but that maybe other other companies or other organizations can't or won't do. Yeah, you know, there's, there's a lot of things you get on there. Um, I don't know if this is why they don't do it anymore. Maybe they do it in other schools, Todd. We're probably around the same age. 
you maybe look a little older than I do, but uh, <laughs> I'm 27 <laughs> and I'm 26. So <laughs> oh, uh, no, but um, I don't know if you remember. Uh, I, I remember vividly. I was already a space nut uh, at this point, but uh, ours in my school, they had those, you know, tube TVs. I don't even know what you call them anymore. The big heavy square ones on like a metal rolling uh, thing. And they rolled it into our class uh, yeah. when the challenger launched. And if you remember, there was a teacher on it. Yep. And I don't think any school or any teacher could have been prepared for that. It was devastating, right? Like when that happened. Um, sorry, that was a complete tangent. I was just, I, I vividly remember. I was in second. No, I, I remember. I remember the same yeah. thing. I mean, I think I think you and I we clearly were dating ourselves, but that's okay, you know. Yeah, um, I you know I was I was in second grade Harbor Hill School. I actually I can even picture where I was sitting. I can I think I can even picture what I was wearing. It's crazy. It's one of those moments for me. But anyway, to your point um, about the type of access we can provide, we, and this is a, a huge kudos to our partner, Kalos uh, Labs, they came to us with all these options and all these things we could do. And pretty quickly we realized, hey, let's, let's pair it back. Let's just get this. If you want to call it an MVP, let's just get it right. If you go to the site, nft.axiomspace.com, you'll see that the NFTs have a bunch of utilities. Um, tied to them, including, you know, invitations to uh, the AX2 launch. Uh, but we, we talked about, like, could we create um, opportunities for people to stream into our mission control? Could we create other ways for people to get executive briefings? Um, and it's just a lot, right? Uh, you, you might have noticed you didn't bring it up. I'll bring it up. But we don't have a Discord. And this was one of the things what, you know, on the call you and I had with our startup leadership group. That was one of those must-haves. Yeah, I was gonna. And, I was gonna talk about that, but yeah, and, and our decision to not do it—we have one—but um, our decision to not go live with it is we just weren't prepared, right? It was we're so hustling to get this stuff ready, uh, and you know we're also sending four humans to space just to <laughs> get that right and manage it. We decided that it's better to have no Discord, and yes, people might look at it like, "Hey, we're novices; we don't know what we're doing." But that's better than having a bad one. And we do have one, and we probably will make it live around Splashdown. But just getting our ducks in a row to even execute on this. So we pared back on a lot of those ideas. We haven't forgotten them. But I think what we'll do is roll them out through uh, AX2. Yeah, clearly clearly making the choice to launch four humans into space over launching your Discord is, is the sign of a novice. So... <laughs> <laughs> Take that. Yeah. I think, I, yeah, I, I totally get you, man. I totally get you. I do think, you know, I, like I said, I think um, if there's one thing that I could could impart on people listening to this, especially when they see the site, is that this site didn't exist just a few weeks ago, to my knowledge. Like it's it's it came together, at least in on in my mind, um, very quickly. And so to, I was, I, to be full disclosure and, and full transparency, I was genuinely shocked. I really was, Tej. I, when, I, when you sent me the link, I was like, I was expecting, you know, just kind of like a regular page and to have the graphics and the copy and the NFT and, and the movies and the ready to go with VR and the patches and the, and the GIFs and everything running so smooth and looking so good. Um, it, yeah. I, I know, I know how much work this is. And so to, to, for anybody, I don't, I don't care how big the group or how big the company or how well-funded that is not an easy feat. 
Um, yeah, and and what you don't see in all that is the literal policy hurdles we had to go through. When I say policy, I mean government policy, like government affairs, lobbying, Capitol Hill, um, reversal of you know uh, published guidelines. Like this was a huge lesson for me um, in government affairs. It's just crazy, like stuff you see in movies, and I'm like, I'm dealing with this. And I hope they don't think I'm an expert on this because I'm not, you know, like, and it was just, it was very interesting on that front. So you don't see that whole side of it. What you also don't see is, remember, I told you my decision to do this was like, first of all, Axiom's not going to do it. We're going to find the right partner and we're not going to be embarrassed. Right. So just literally the legal and not just regular legal, this is crypto legal. So firms like Cooley and Fenwick, all the ones we know from the startup world, um, we're all involved and several attorneys that we actually know. Um, it was a nice small world connection, but like, this is very specific law. So you got to imagine the legal with our platform, the provider, Kalos Labs, and all the restrictions we have with space agencies um, uh, rolled in. Then you've got the four uh, artists, Michael Kagan being the easiest to work with because he's done this before and he's put it on other platforms and his attorneys were actually very helpful with that. But the other three are a former astronaut um, and two customers of ours with these huge teams. So you're talking about several parties working together to get the legal together and we, and, and legal that I hope is right. Right. We'll find out after the, you know, when we turn the corner. So there's all those hurdles you don't see. Um, and then the kudos I'd give us are two teams. One is Collis labs, right? They're the ones that pull this together. Um, in that short turnaround time with a really annoying customer like us. <laughs> and then internally, I created this team called the Red Team. And there's a guy on our finance team um, who is a major Web3 enthusiast. There's a guy on our legal team who's a major Web3 enthusiast. So perfect uh, industries that they work in or academic skills they have, plus a passion for NFTs. And then I found this person through one of uh, through an introduction through a board member uh, who her expertise is actually in space, <laughs> blockchain, mm, wow, and and cybersecurity. Oh wow, yeah. So basically, three go. of them at every decision point, I had them. I was like, pretend you're the hackers, pretend you're the trolls, attack this in every possible way. Mm -hmm. And my basic two things I was optimizing for was fraud and embarrassment. Right. And if I felt that could overcome whatever level of concerns they had and the risk was worth taking, we would go to the next step. That's so interesting. That It's so fascinating because I would also say that in, within the NFT space, um, just in crypto in general, fraud and embarrassment are the two, the two biggest hurdles or, or motivators or obstacles, whatever you want to call it. Like that, that those, you kind of nailed it on the head with what every project has to worry about. They have to worry about fraud against them or or other people thinking that they're fraudulent and then they have to worry about the embarrassment of either not minting or there's a problem with the mint or i mean if there's a problem with the chain doesn't matter they get blamed for it if if something ha i mean there's so many things that can go wrong because it's such a new technology it's it's almost it's kind of amazing that there's so many smooth launches out there when you really understand what has to happen behind the scenes and i'm i'm curious you, you mentioned working with uh, Fenwick and Cooley and, and some others. I think you mentioned Cooley. Um, did you did you find, at, and maybe this is different for the bigger groups, but did you find that 
were there any questions about on the legal stuff because of the nature of crypto? Like in my own personal work, um, I found that there are some amazing attorneys out there, obviously, and some amazing firms. And, and you and I were, were blessed to, to have worked with them. Um, but I also find myself having to still even educate the attorney sometimes, um, sending them copies of contracts from you know, Coinbase and places that are kind of rewriting what a contract can be and how NFTs and licensing agreements, because that's what I deal with, um, how these things work. Like everything is being reinvented. Did you find, was it a piece of cake or did, were there some discussions on how in God's green earth this would ha happen? Like how, what was that process like? Yeah, I, th I think your categorization was really spot on. So even with these great firms right there, they're doing it for the first I'm not the first time, but it's a, definitely a new practice for them, right? They didn't have these attorneys a few years ago. And if they did it, they were, you know, helping out a little bit. And then this became their practice. But the categorization that you nailed is, I'll give you an example, our artist agreement. Um, I forget who started the template. It might have been Fenwick for one of our, our costs. I, I don't know. Some big firm started. And then we ended up working it with um, Cooley. And everyone had examples of other things they worked. So it, it, it um, iterated. And then we worked with um, Michael Kagan and his attorneys and iterated further with his concerns and our concerns. And, you know, it was a compromise like any co contract negotiation is. And then at the end, you know, after going through the other uh, three crew members, I actually think we have a pretty solid template right now. Everyone's going to have different things, but like that first template, uh, sorry, this final template that we have compared to the first one, at least for Axiom's NFT platform is pretty solid, right? Mm. But it took four, maybe five major firms iterating on it. And, you know, it, it really wasn't contentious and it's weird. It's like, there's more people saying, I don't know, in this situation, which I think is a very powerful word uh, mm -hmm. for startup teams to use, or I need help, or whatever, or hey, this is new, that I think it was, it was hard, it was definitely hard. But if I think about it in comparison to other expensive legal work that I've done with these type of firms, which has all been startup related, starting firms, dissolving firms, or selling a company, I'd say it was much less contentious. Mm -hmm. I I think it's also interesting that, you know, at, at least from my own personal experience, be, because we're all doing something that's so cutting edge, I mean, just as any, just because of the default time we live in and, and the activities we're trying to accomplish, you get to, you get to see other people's superpowers and you also get to see their kind of their nerd, right? Like I, I love like watching, I'm, I love reading contracts. I, I'm just kind of, it's just one of my nerdy things, but um, I find it, you know, working with legal teams and seeing them get into their nerd of trying to figure out how to rewrite something or how to craft something that is legal. And it, it's fascinating stuff. Like the, the fact that you can, I think maybe, and this is, um, you know, um, just a wild guess here, but, uh, you know, having multiple firms have to work together to craft a, a strong contract for something that's never been done before is probably a kick. You know what I mean? That's, that's, not something that people get an often chance to do, um, yeah. especially in, in the legal space. I would disagree in one sense, and it, it agrees with your first statement, which is people pull out their you know superpower and and like inner nerd mm. contracts are not that for me. Contracts <laughs> ter terrify me. Um, 
drain me. I, I don't normally suffer from anxiety. Like I'm definitely more on the depressive side than anxious side. But the few times in my life I've had what I won't even say anxiety attacks. I don't want to uh, diminish what people go through. But that feeling um, has been reading contracts. Oh, <laughs> like the, the words. The words are scary. Like I think I'm going to go to jail <laughs> just for reading it. Um, but but there are people on my team that are like you. They love contracts. They love reading them. There's something about it that the logic or whatever. And to your point, one one thing about this whole project where. I figured out what my superpower was in all this, which is, you know, I, I, I get what I want. Like if I know I want something, um, the evidence is overwhelming that I get it. It's yeah. never easy. It's never easy. Um, and it goes usually a lot of heartache, but in the end I get what I want. And if I don't, I could even argue I subconsciously wanted to sabotage it. Uh, you know, like yeah. I can see that. Um, and what I, what I was able to push through through my team through, legal, finance, government affairs, people who hated NFTs and never wanted to hear about it is like, this is a moment in time, a historic moment that we have to try. And I, you know, I, again, I didn't believe it was going to go through, but if we hadn't tried, I would have been so upset. Now that it did, I know that this team we put together did what many people said, many of the people on the team said was impossible, but we did it. Right. No, no pun intended, but sky's the limit now. Right. And, and I think you also, I think you also gave a brilliant definition of what true leadership is, right? Because you're, you're getting what you want, but it's not necessarily just because Tej wants it. It's because you have a responsibility to the team and you want to take the, the project and the company that you're with to that next level. And so by you getting what you want, everyone gets what they want, which benefits everybody. And I think, I think that's the true entrepreneur in you. And that's the true leader in you. Right. Um, and I think, I think Dusty, we have a couple more questions as well. I don't want to, I want to make sure that we get everybody in. We do. So this one is from Ragas. He says, does buying directly from your website require a wallet? If so, how are you educating new buyers to be confident in using wallets in storage? This seems to be the biggest barrier to someone buying their first NFT. Yeah, it's a great question. And this is that story I was telling you about, Ryan and I on the plane ride back. And we even, like, because it was so clunky for us, we thought it was the airplane Wi-Fi. Um, if you're a brand new user and you don't have a wallet, you don't know anything about NFTs, you go and you buy credit card, Apple Pay, uh, PayPal, whatever you choose, um, you get, uh, you buy your first NFT. It's that seamless. And it's actually very familiar, right? It's, it's a Shopify uh, interface. It looks like, you know, buying whatever you might else on the internet. Now you get this um, NFT, you get an email confirming that you bought it. Um, and the way you access it is you create a wallet. We used um, a platform called Blockdo. And it creates this wallet for, for you, um, where then you can transfer that um, NFT out. This is where it got pretty clunky for me. Um, in the sense that I then tried to get it over to my Coinbase and Coinbase by default is uh, set to the Ethernet network where if you, uh, Ethereum network, uh, if you change that uh, to Polygon, then you see your NFT. Uh, but how would I ever know to do that? But this is that, that challenge where I was saying I knew just enough to make it complicated for me. So if you're a complete novice, it's actually very seamless. To, I think the biggest hurdle, or at least when I, tried to buy my first nft which todd might actually might have actually been your project and i never did because i couldn't figure it out 
uh, no offense to you, it was just me figuring out the whole wallet thing and I missed the timing. Um, our other friend, Bar at, at uh, Time, <laughs> he, uh, he launched his project and I was like, I couldn't figure it out for Todd's. So I'm going to figure it out for his. I actually got him on the phone <laughs> to help me get my wallet. I was using Coinbase and I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And I realized, oh, Coinbase wallet is a different thing. Um, so that like my, our biggest concern was we think the biggest opportunity here is where the crypto world and the space world overlap. And that's a major like mainstream population that probably doesn't have a wallet. So we didn't want that hurdle of like, hey, you want to come buy this NFT, um, go create a wallet and come atta uh, attach it and figure all this stuff out. We wanted that to be seamless. Now, if you have a wallet in that same interface, you can choose um, cryptocurrency to pay with and connect your wallet and buy it that way. Uh, but uh, for us, the biggest hurdle was that first wallet. And then the second hurdle that we were trying to get over, which is more psychological or emotional, is they buy this $20 NFT and then all of a sudden there's gas fees that, you know, it's like another 20 bucks at sticker shock and you're like, oh, forget it. So that's why we went with Polygon and Shopify for that initial entry point. Uh, and don't worry, Tej, you give me your wallet later. I'll make you an adult, I promise. <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> and, and so I know we have a couple more questions, but you mentioned, I wanted to look this up and I couldn't remember the name of it. You said you used a product so called Block, is it Block Dough? Block yeah, B-L-O-C-T-O. I, I, it could be part of the Shopify platform. Um, it could, it could be something that our developer used. Um, it's all pretty seamless in, in the flow. Got it. I see it. That's cool. Um, I think, uh, Dusty, do we have any? I think we have a couple more questions. Oh, Dusty, you're muted. Yeah, we have maybe one more for now, and maybe uh, uh, maybe some more will come in. So this is from Spiderfy. He says, do you see space as a habitation point as the next logical step as opposed to other planets or maybe the moon? Yeah, I do, right? Um, well, I guess if I, if I read into that question, is it base camp or is it like a final destination? Um, and I could see arguments for both. In my mind, it's always been base camp. Um, it's the starting point to wherever we go. Uh, I have heard other theories, which I do think are pretty amazing, uh, which is uh, treat Earth like um, a park, a pristine park, and we keep it very clean and we do all of our um, dirty work or you know manufacturing or anything off planet. So I, I could see a world where it ends with that. I, um, but I, I do also see both. Um, I don't see why we can't do both. Um, for me personally, the excitement has always been human space flight, space exploration, where we go, moon, Mars, you know, far out. Um, I don't know. Um, I know there's people that feel that we need to have a, a backup of our civilization on another planet. I think that's interesting as well. Um, but yeah, I, I would say it's the first step um, to something more. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. I, I really, I really think that you know it's something um, you know growing and continuing, and I certainly think it's the next step in in our our own civilization civilization's evolution. Like I think it's we're so glued to it and so geared towards it that I can only see one way, and that that's continuing on the direction that we're going. You know. Um, and uh, yeah, so 
so honestly with that, you know, we, we hit a little bit over the hour, so we're at perfect time. And um, I certainly want to be respectful um, of everybody. Uh, and uh, I'll say this one more thing, and then we'll, we'll see if there's any final questions for, for Tej and, and Axiom Space. Uh, and that is um, one more time I'll mention that we have a giveaway. Um, rules are really simple. DM Dusty Sky at Happy Penguin NFT with your wallet ID. Um, if you have an adult fantasy card, if you have an NFT, uh, let them know which one you want signed. We're going to do autographs, which is crazy new technology. Like the fact that we get to autograph almost in real time NFTs is pretty cool um, and have them be immutable. And then uh, if you don't have an, NFT, an adult fantasy NFT, let them know that you don't have one and you need to win one. And what we'll do is after this, we're going to hop into to the Adult Fantasy Discord after the AMA, and we're going to do a live drawing. Probably take us a little bit of time to set up, but we'll go ahead and do that for you live. And then uh, you can find the link to that Discord in my bio or by visiting adultfantasy.io. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's it's a pretty cool, pretty cool tech, and and it's going to be a lot of fun. So we hope you guys will join us. Um, Tej, before we before we jump, like is. I mean, uh, unless we have any other more questions, um, is there anything else that uh, that you'd like to, to say about um, Axiom Space? Well, first of all, uh, thank you, Todd. Thank you for uh, inviting me. Thank you, Dusty. I saw Melissa on the call as well. Um, and also thank you, Todd, for uh, being a mentor uh, and advisor through this process. We're just getting started, so I'm sure you're going to get a lot more calls from me. Thank you also for being a friend. Um, Thoughts about Axiom, you know, I, along those lines of my superpower of getting what I want, uh, you know, I've wanted this since I was three years old. Um, it took 40 years for me to get it and it wasn't easy, but, uh, and it's, it's, it's when I say get it, like I said, get started, uh, it's nowhere near done in my opinion. Um, a year ago, I wouldn't have been able to script anything um, mm. that I've experienced in the last 10 months. <laughs> Um, including this project. And I got to say, you know, the, the, this overlap of space and NFTs, maybe it's natural, maybe it's not, who cares? I mean, if this were two years ago and we were well, pre-pandemic and we were at a conference, the crypto and space guys would be on the same panel, not because there's a natural overlap, because they didn't know where to put us. Right. It was kind of like <laughs> new tech. And now now there's several conferences, you know, every week on this stuff. Uh, but what I got to say is. Going and lobbying to have the government change its point of view on this first. I, I, I just can't even believe those words just came out of my mouth. Um, but when I went in and had those conversations to see how educated and aware um, the people on the other side of the table were. And how honest and open we were with each other. Nobody was trying to pull a fast one. Nobody claimed to really understand it. But we were able to help each other and educate each other. Like, it was us being on the same side of the table almost immediately. And whether it had come to this result or not, um, was, was still would have been a win for me. And where I'm just ending this with is, like, cheesy. But as we talk about Web3 and community and the power of community, look, did we build a community? I don't know. Will we? Hopefully. Uh, but have I gotten multiple texts from space people and mainstream people saying like, hey, thanks. I just bought my first NFT. 
uh, that's that's a really good feeling for me. And, that's awesome. And and look at the NFTs; they're beautiful. And just wait till the one that comes out tomorrow. It's it's amazing. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I, I'll, I'll say this as well, man. Like, um, you know, I, you're you know that I and I, I'm sure I've told you this. Like, you know, I, Tej Tej is one of the good people in the space, man. Tej is legitimate. Um, I'm sure you can tell by, by him speaking, but, um, and I want to say Tej personally, like, thank you as well for your mentorship and, and for, um, picking up the phone when I've called you with, with my own, you know, entrepreneurial issues and challenges, man. Like I, I certainly, uh, have appreciated you being there for me, uh, for these many years, bro. And, and for you to be in the space and, and to do, to do what you're doing right now and to have, um, a, a little bit of overlap now that we're both in web three uh, and, and doing things with NFTs. Uh, I mean, you know, life is a, is a beautiful, mysterious, wonderful, and, and crazy thing. I think uh, to your point, <laughs> if you had, I think if you told either of us that we would be doing what we were doing right now, four or five, six years ago, we, we would have just laughed and gone to like, you know, you know, <laughs> gone to an Irish pub <laughs> or something like we would, there's no way we would have been able to see any of this. And so, um, yeah, I think, I think I, I, everybody that's listening, I really hope, um, go follow at Tej Paul, go follow Axiom underscore space. Um, there's so many NFT projects out there. So many, so many things out there that are trying to do something and Tej and Axiom space are doing probably one of the most important things you could possibly think of. Um, they are doing something absolutely real and something that is incredibly difficult. Uh, and it is a very rare opportunity that, that we as holders, as supporters can actually be a part of this. And, and to my knowledge is the very first time. So I am absolutely going to be looking uh, at the, uh, at the, the drops coming out. Uh, and uh, I, I look forward to being a holder for sure. Do your own research, of course. But for me, um, you know, I, I'm I'm very excited about this, and I can't wait to see what you guys come up with next. If if Thank I you. might interject, if I might interject real quick, I am so sorry. I missed some questions in my Twitter DMs, and there is just one question that stands out as as just an excellent question. So, if you don't mind, could we ask one more question? Works for me. Sure. It says, this is from the Mastiff. How do you envision governance working as we migrate into space? That is a very difficult question to answer. Um, I don't know. Uh, I think, you know, since the 60s, countries... Um, institutions uh, and, and certain individuals have been working on that. Um, space policy is a very important piece of this that probably goes unseen. Um, I have a few friends working um, on that. And I think it's very difficult because the future uh, of space is very different from the past. The past has been a almost 100% government uh, endeavor, which means it's taxpayer money, which means it's ours. Um, the future will also be ours, but it comes from this public-private partnership. And like I said, uh, and I say often, I don't think I've ever seen, obviously I've only seen 44 years of, of this planet, but from what I've read and studied, I don't think I've ever seen uh, a public-private partnership to this magnitude. 
people will say Columbus and, you know, um, some other um, expeditions. Yeah, of course, those were um, entrepreneurs backed by governments. But this is now private corporations, governments, um, startups, venture capital, individuals, um, institutions, and they all have to be working together and to get this done. It's just really hard. And I have a lot of hope and faith uh, in, in people and humanity um, that we'll be able to do it better. Will we be able to do it right? I don't know. Um, history tells us no. Uh, but hopefully we're better people than we were, you know, 500 years ago, uh, 50 years ago, five years ago. Um, I think, you know, taking everything that we've learned, seeing it as an opportunity to start fresh, keep what we need and, and shed what we don't is the way to do it. But, you know, at this point for me, it's, it's a little difficult for me to have a very strong opinion on it just because I think it's so early and so exciting that I think we can really ride this, um, this emotional side of it for a while. I'll just give one example. You know, the launch, the X1 launch was my second launch. Um, I went to one in 2019. And when you see a launch, um, a couple of things happen. One is it's amazing. It's ridiculously cool that you see it. Um, you physically feel it. Uh, you know, uh, you're about three and a half miles away and it takes time for the sound to reach you. But when it reaches you, it shakes your whole body. Uh, for me, what happens is, as I mentioned, you know, this has been my dream since I was a kid. Um, I remember when I was three years old, we went to Kennedy Space Center. That's where I've seen my two launches. I immediately go back to that moment and it's very emotional. And then, you know, certain tragedies that happen in my life, they, in those first couple of seconds, start coming up. I get very emotional. Then the sound hits me and then I'm completely overwhelmed. And I'm brought into the present moment. And then I'm like, holy fuck, there is a rocket going up. And you realize how much of human um, cooperation that took. Not just ingenuity, but history and learning from each other and collaborating. And that thing is flying off of our planet, taking humans to a house, a building, a structure that we built where other humans live. And that's the beginning of this future that, you know, I, I think we'll see commercialized in the next decade or so, but that will go on long after we live. And it's just huge. And I think riding that, that feeling and that emotion, and there's a lot of people, probably more people than not that will disagree and say, why are we doing this and make several arguments for it. But that feeling um, is just innate in me. It's inherent. And I think for all the people that believe in that, we'll, we'll be able to achieve it. And I think we'll do better than we did here. That's fantastic, Ted. I don't know if I could. I don't know if you could follow that up with anything. It's brilliant, brother. Um, excellent and a great way, I think, to end an amazing uh, Twitter Spaces. Though, so thank you again, Tej. Thank you again to Axiom Space, and thank you again to everybody who showed up tonight uh, to hop on this call. Um, and uh, yeah, Tej, let's do this again for sure. Happy to. Thank you, everyone. Awesome. Everybody, thank you so much. Uh, hop into Discord uh, on adultfantasy.io uh, if you'd like. If not, we will see you next time for the Evening Alpha. Uh, and uh, take care, and uh, God bless, and love to everybody. All right, see everyone. Talk soon. Bye. Bye.